1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Get rid of your credit card debt, get a lower monthly payment, and skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to save thousands with savewithconrad.com. Find out how much money you can save right now at savewithconrad.com.
2: Words are about to be spoken here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, presented to you by the ad-free shows and podcast Heat Networks. I'm John Albin. That is the broken one, woken one, spoken one himself, yeah. Mr. Matt Hardy. Look at this fresh little makeup we got here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, if you're watching. How about that, Matt?
3: It's absolutely
2: delightful. Got to give this a shout out to our boy, Wesley, who's been a, a day oneer here with... Yeah, the extreme life, looking good.
3: Wesley killed it, man. Looks yeah, great.
2: absolutely did. You see my favorite thing? Oh, where's my hands? Here's my hands, uh, right here. If you're watching us on the extreme life of Matt Hardy YouTube, which is the Matt Hardy brand YouTube, you will see that little QR code there. And which with is, the QR uh, code, yeah. you scan it, and okay. you're going to be able to be directed scan directly it. to the extreme life of Matt Hardy merchandise store. We got great shirts. I'm wearing the Matt Fact, Matt Fiction shirt today. We got tank tops. We got tees. We got sweatshirts. We got everything in between. It's looking good. How you doing, man? Everything going all right this week?
3: Uh, doing good. Out on the West Coast, uh, a long travel day, getting out here. And my sleep is all off if I get to a different time zone always. I'm, I'm very much set in my in my sleep routine and my sleep rituals. you know. So uh, that, that threw me off a little bit, but I'm doing good. I got up. I got my little sweat in. And uh, I'm I'm ready to tackle the day.
2: Well, we are live on adfreeshows.com. Top guys get some exclusive access with that. Our boy Josh Fields in the crowd. What up, right Josh? Here. Hey, Matt and John. I know Josh went over to Dynamite a few weeks ago to see you and was Proudly supporting the Matt Hardy brand. I want to give a special shout out to to our boy, Coach Rosie, one of the super fans of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. He's going through some stuff this week. So Matt and I are sending you our love there, Coach Rosie, and uh, the Extreme Life faithful send their best to you as well.
3: Much love, buddy. Much love. That's your boy.
2: That's your boy. I know he's He's coming clutch for you at some of these conventions, hasn't he? Uh,
3: He's so great. Coach is such a great dude. We're we're supporting you there,
2: Josh. And uh, this great fan base that we have here at the extreme life of Matt Hardy. So many crazy things going on in the wrestling world right now, Matt. And you gotta see what's going on over at Ad Free Shows. I know you're a big Lex Luger guy. You've talked about that here on the podcast a lot. Well, a four horseman is joining the stable over on adfreeshows.com. Three-time world champion, the total package. Lex Luger is joining AFS for an exclusive interactive series called Lex Express, Let's take a listen.
1: Ad Free Shows is home to a Hall of Fame lineup of legends and icons. And we continue to add to that legacy with a three-time world heavyweight champion who stunned the wrestling world on the debut episode of Monday Nitro, firing the first shot in the Monday Night War.
0: What in the? What's he doing here? From the
1: football field to the wrestling ring a physical specimen he's run with the horseman and the wolf pack a narcissist an american hero the master of the torture rack he's the total package lex luger it's lex expressed arriving in october exclusively on adfreeshows.com lex will be joined by conrad thompson every month looking back at some of his most memorable moments and matches and in this special interactive format Lex will also be answering questions from the live studio audience which is you available at the $29 level and up and top guy members can join Lex live it's Lex Express coming soon to adfreeshows.com
2: Lex Express starting this October, plus thousands of hours of other bonus series like Tuesday with the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, Ask Conrad, The Hacksaw Hour with Jim Duggan, The Book with David Crockett, and much more exclusively over on adfreeshows.com. Last week we talked about The Rock, The People's Champ, the millions and millions and millions of Rock fans out there gave their feedback, they enjoyed it. What, What was it like in hindsight, Matt, getting a chance to walk down memory lane talking about The Great One?
3: it was fun man it's always nice to look back and, and reminisce on your times especially with a someone that became the biggest star in the world the the rock dwayne johnson who uh it's just been a, a cool guy the the mad fact that i said last week i've always considered him just like a you know just a stand-up guy he's just a top-notch dude through and through and he's always been like that since day one so uh i'm down for rock got lots of love for him and i gotta tell you john before we go any further i would like to say and i want all of the extreme life of matt hardy family to uh, congratulate John. John is back on TV. I caught his segment <laughs> from last night, which it's Wednesday now. It was from Tuesday night originally uh in SNY, on SNY, and he was out there killing the conversation. He is back on camera where he should be. Congratulations, John. Yay, Thanks. everybody. All the top guys, top gals, give John a big round of applause.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It felt great to be back in the salad. You know, you and I were kind of talking about it privately, but. When you are just in your wheelhouse and you are so comfortable doing what you're doing, you really feel at home. And it may seem weird for some people to be like, oh, you're on TV in front of millions of people, potentially. And that's when you feel most comfortable. But I know that that's a feeling that you very much can relate to. Yes, it's so different than anything else you're ever going to do. How do you feel comfortable when you're out there in front of thousands of people live and then millions watching at home?
3: I mean there's times where you're off for a while and then you're worried like oh my god can i still do this but the the muscle memory is real you know and some stuff you've done for your entire life it really does become instinctual in many ways you know the the best most cliched I think expression I use is it's like riding a bike. You know, once you really learn how to ride a bike, you never forget. There's always that muscle memory, and it's easy to jump right back on the bike and start riding again. And that's definitely how it feels whenever I step into the ring. You know, I, I might be a little intimidated. You know, as you change physically, you get older, you're a little more limited, or you know your your skills deteriorate, as you say. Your skills? John, have, you knew I was going to slip that in. Your deteriorate. Have... <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but but once you get back in that ring, man, it's just like uh, riding a bike. It just becomes Damn. very natural to you. It's almost instinctual.
2: Do you still get the nerves every now and then?
3: It's pretty rare. I feel like I feel like I only get the nerves if there's like something in a match, a particular spot or sequence or something that I'm worried about pulling off or whatever. I mean, it, it sucks, but I, I I don't get nervous a lot. I don't get the butterflies. I, I mean, I just I feel very comfortable. I just I kind of am what I am and I know who I am. I know what I can do and I'm pretty comfortable with that, you know. So I I do occasionally, but it's, it's, it's much more rare these days.
2: I think sometimes the nerves can be a good thing. They keep you on your toes a little bit.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Like say it's a real good thing. If say, if you get thrown into something like very quick and you have to go out there and you have to call it on the fly or whatever, or something changes, someone gets hurt or, you know, there's an alteration to a match or segment, whatever, those things are good. Sometimes when you have those nerves, they really, uh, they press you hard to, to to challenge yourself and and to really do it in the heat of the moment and i do i love that feeling
2: i feel like nerves are good because they show that you still care right yeah for sure you wouldn't get nervous if you didn't care and that's what it boils down to like when i stepped back into the studio last night i wasn't nervous when i was in the studio i felt so at home and comfortable part of that's just because it truly is inherent like that is what i love doing getting to do this with you when that light is on and just Having a conversation, that's my favorite part of my day that I get to do. I feel more authentically me when I'm doing this type of work. And I'm sure it's very similar for you when you're out there wrestling. The two times of your day where you probably feel most yourself is when you're in the ring and when you're with your kids. I'd have to imagine that's like Matt Hardy's essence, right?
3: yes absolutely and and awards use there you use the word authentic and you know as i'd said recently how i'm rebranding myself i mean i've played many different characters throughout the years you know as far as being the adrenaline junkie or a daredevil and the hardy boys that's not necessarily me that's much more jeff that's much more jeff's wheelhouse you know i'm very good at playing an over the top larger than life delusional character obviously that that's i think that is in my wheelhouse but right now what i'm shooting on and i think what this what i'm shooting for and what the story is that we're going to be telling on tv is just that you're going to witness the most genuine authentic matt hardy that you've ever seen i mean what you're going to see on screen and off really depicts me as just matt hardy and really is going to sum up the essence of the real person the real human being matt hardy
2: i think people like that people connect with authenticity that's it's yeah. it's actually, this is something I do in my album Media School stuff for those interested at AlbaMediaSchool.com, but I developed this ideology with broadcasting, and I call it the Mr. Rogers method. And with the Mr. Rogers method, like, you remember Mr. Rogers, right? Fred Rogers, the very popular children's character. Oh, of course. Host, of course, right? If you watched Mr. Rogers in a room full of 20 kindergartners, you felt like he was talking just to you even though he was addressing everyone he came off so authentic and he would only use singular nouns he would say how are you he wouldn't say how are you guys he wouldn't Mm. speak to everyone he would speak just to you people identify and form connections with authenticity and i think that's one of the big things with wrestling where when a when you can tell that a pro wrestler is getting to be themselves that's when people identified. That's why they picked up with Daniel Bryan during his run. That's why they picked up with Hangman Page during his pursuit of Kenny Omega. I think authenticity sells big in pro wrestling in 2023, and I th- feel like that's something that's changed over the years. What's your assessment on that?
3: Uh, 100% agree. Uh, and and I think now in AEW, it is much more... The the fan base that we are catering to want a much more authentic character. They want you to be more genuine. They They want to... They want to feel more like what they're seeing in the ring is like the legitimate person outside the ring as well. I I I definitely feel that AW. They're they're not a very they love personality, they love uh character and, and persona advancement, but they also want it to be real, I think as well. They, they they're not it's not that time where we're doing the Undertaker in nineteen ninety one or you know, we're doing TL Hopper. You know, they don't want stuff that seems fake and phony, they want very genuine stuff, and that's why I'm embracing my authenticity.
2: And it's not just AEW. I mean, look at WWE. Who's the most authentic character in WWE right now? Cody Rhodes. He's just being Cody, he's just being himself. Yeah. And look mm-hmm. how much people have connected with that, right? It's it's so yeah. old school and passe to think you have to have this gimmick, this character in order to be successful in wrestling. Yeah, you, you do need a character that goes through an arc and has progressions, that's storytelling 101. But people want to connect with the artist. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a no brainer in how to pursue pro wrestling in 2023. And there is somebody that we will be talking about on this episode, Matt, who certainly appears to want to be portrayed as his most authentic self in the year 2023 as well. Want to give a quick shout out to our friend Alex Wheaton, who is watching. Hello, along here on Ad uh, thank you for the kind words as well, Allison. Thank you, Matt, for those kind words. That was, that was very appreciated. It was really, really cool to be back in the saddle. And and I got to thank you because you got me so many freaking brownie points with the production crew. There are a ton <laughs> of wrestling marks over at the production crew with SNY. And like, Matt Hardy? You know him? I said, yeah, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. I, I know him just a little bit. So I you, you won me some water cooler points, and I appreciate that as well now don't be mistaken matt i will milk you and i will whore you out until i need to like the full okay. extent
3: uh, all good that's usually what uh promoters and partners and and, and people like that do so it's <laughs> all good
2: hey by the way it's 1 p.m eastern as we tape this at 2 20 p.m eastern uh, there's going to be a national Phone emergency test that is going to be sent to everyone. So you're going to probably hear us in real time, by the way, guys. Like our phones are just going to go off all at once. Uh, Apparently, if you're vaxxed, you turn into a zombie. So I hope that I don't turn into a zombie during the course of this podcast. That would be.
3: A... <laughs> we had a great run, John.
2: I mean, you've got experience with zombies. You've watched a lot of The Walking Dead. You know oh, have, how to deal yeah. with
3: this stuff. Uh, I hope you can find Alexandria. And I'm not speaking about WWE. I was going to say, I know
2: what that is now. And yeah. uh, even if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn don't necessarily know what that is. So.
3: <laughs> that's one of my hey. favorite moments. I love that so much. Oh,
2: I tried to explain it. I tried to put it out there in metaphorical sense, but that's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, listen, we got lots to talk about here. And I know Wrestle Dream is right at the forefront because Tony Khan promised a new era with AEW. <clears throat> and it certainly seems like we will be getting that because we got the debut of adam copeland he will be the main talking point of our episode today but we can also discuss uh, the other things that happened on this card what stood out to you most about it matt
3: i mean obviously the first thing that is going to come to mind was just the the huge debut by adam copeland uh formerly known as edge now the rated r superstar it's uh i love the fact that they were able to get one of his one of his titles rated our superstar and he was able to carry over and have some of his uh original music It was very cool and i mean it was done done the right way obviously him showing up with christian there was tension he was going to be cheered coming out and then they you know put some suspense on the crowd is he going to turn is he going to join back with christian what's happening and then you know he becomes the big hero and saves the day and clears the ring so I, I love how that was done, and I think I think he's going to be huge for AEW. Very excited to have him here, and I'm also very excited to have all four members of the original No Mercy 99 tag team ladder match back under the same roof. I think that's just very cool.
2: Yeah, and, and that's something we will talk a lot about on this episode because there's quite a bit of discourse about it, but uh, as, as far as oh, the yeah. rest of the card, as far as the rest of the card, Anything catch your attention? Uh, there there were some damn good matches on this show, I thought, and I, and I knew going in that they were going to really try to steal the show. I thought Swerve and Hangman just absolutely tore it down. And you talk about elevating people. I think Swerve took that next step to be knocking on the door of the main event in AW.
3: They, they they, definitely did. Can you guys give me one moment? Uh, I've got a Brother Nero at my door. I'll be right back. Ooh, we've
2: got a Brother Nero sighting. How about this, folks? The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. You never know yeah. what is going to happen. You never know who is going to show up.
3: Jeff, and... tell these guys hello. Just don't tell them you're here today. Hey, Look guys. I'm Brother Nero. <laughs> on the West Coast. <laughs> on the West Coast.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Brother Nero, Ready? hope everything's well with you, my friend. Great to see you. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so. Great see you two, man. It's great. I'm just happy to be alive. It's, everything's great.
3: Ready to get back on that plane to the East Coast. Hold <laughs> on. We it. love yeah. you, brother. And we're back tonight, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very in and out. We got a red out to catch. So, yeah, man, get we- your cardio. Come back. I'll give you a key, too. Uh, they're right over there. Okay, I got you. All right. We're at- sorry, guys. Sorry for that quick interruption. Uh, we're back at it. Yeah, I, I thought. Uh-
2: <laughs> Josh says these. <laughs> he's says- yeah, I won't man. say I'm not marking out. There you go
3: very cool yeah
2: you know what they say so, matt anything uh, can happen in the world wrestling federation anything can of happen course
3: anything can happen in the world wrestling federation <laughs> then, yeah so nah, swerve taking that I next did.
2: step man how would you feel about that
3: i did I, I thought that was an amazing match uh you know we've really seen hangman gain lots of equity over his time here at AEW. he's a former aw world Heavyweight champion Uh, I got to work a program program with him, which was a blast. It was a lot of fun. And one of the greatest gifts ever came out of that or greatest gifts ever, as you say, uh, which I love where he's trash talking big money, Matt. But I thought that hangman and swerve tore it down. They had an incredible match, which they busted their ass. I love the story they told. And the fact that swerve won in the way he won and the stuff he went through to get to that win and to earn that win, I think it heavily elevated swerve and we just put a lot of equity on swerve and i love that swerve's a guy that i would vouch for i think he's a guy that deserves to be uh deserves to have uh, a great spot in aw and build around that guy let him be one of the building blocks of the company
2: what intangibles does he have that makes you think he can be a top guy
3: i mean i I think he's got a great look i think he has a great personality uh you know he's just he's he's a good guy overall he's very dependable because I think that's a very important part. If you have someone that is like some great talent, but then they are a headache behind the scenes, or you know, if they if they're just a malcontent or they're not happy, that that's that that becomes problematic sometimes. If you try and put a lot of equity or you know make that guy into one of the building blocks of your company, but Swerve is a great guy through and through, a good dude, and also uh, just uh, the fact that he is black, you know, uh, that that helps as well because it's very important now, especially in this day of. Equity and equality that we have as many different faces and different uh, looking individuals that we can uh, get the best opportunities. And he is a guy that is totally deserving of it, not even because of uh, any other reason than other. He's a badass, kick-ass athlete and a good human being.
2: Yeah, I mean representation matters, right? It it really does matter. Now, now,
3: Now, now more than ever, as as we all know, John.
2: Yeah, and and I think AW in the last couple of years has really taken some good strides with that. I think WWE has made some amazing strides with representation, especially when you think about how many stereotypes existed in WWE for so long. And then to see the type of representation that has come about in the last few years in wrestling and in general is fantastic. And Swerve, I think, is one of the most talented pro wrestlers on the planet. Quite frankly, I think his In-ring talent speaks for itself. He carries himself with a swagger that you just kind of have it, right? You either have it or you don't, and he does. Yes. The the mogul embassy, finally, he was kind of searching for that right crew to run with, and I think the mogul embassy has really elevated his persona and elevated his character. Nana has gone super over, and Hangman Page was the perfect guy for him to have to try to get over in route to trying to achieve what he's going to. I see no reason why this guy within a year can't be a world champion in AEW. What do you think?
3: I, I, I would agree. I mean, I, I think if he continues on this trajectory that he's currently on, I think within a year, year and a half, there is a, a, a great, great chance of him being the AEW World Champion.
2: We got Kelly Cox in here saying good afternoon all. We got Richie Ray. Hello, Kelly. Good well, to see that you guys. As Richie, good to see you guys out here in the Ad Free Show chat. Adfreeshows.com is going to be where you're going to be able to get in on all these live tapings. They're super fun. We love doing them. Uh Brian Danielson,
3: Zach Saber Jr., man. Yeah, I, I love that match, man. It, it was like I was thinking about I, I wrote a tweet. I just put uh Zach Saber Jr. and Brian Danielson was unbelievable. I mean, I, I wanted to like just Put it over a hundred times over. <laughs> it was so incredible. I mean, just to watch that level of like scientific wrestling and technical wrestling. I, I love that match. I love the promo that Brian Danielson uh, Brian Danielson did afterwards, where he said, "I've always wanted to have that match on pay per view, and it meant a lot for him to really have it." I, I, I love that match. You know, I'm not a huge lover of technical wrestling, like in that capacity, but that match was so good and so entertaining, and I enjoyed it so much. And plus, I think I I, I, I like Brian and a little bit of. As much as I know about Zack zaber Jr., I like him, so I like both guys in as well. So I feel like that made it even more enjoyable.
2: Yeah, well, and any time that wrestling really feels like a struggle and almost like a war tactician trying to plot out their next attack, I think that creates such a unique and progressive environment for a match that allows you to present something that's totally different than anything else. So they gave you exactly the kind of match I think Pretty much everyone expected them to have anything else from this card stand out to you aside from all the ballyhoo that we're going to get into for the crux of this yeah
3: you see the key right there yeah that's it
1: 313. uh
3: i i thought the christian and darby allen match was great too i love the storytelling it. i love the pacing uh i thought it was good it it may have been a little too slow for some people but the pacing of it i love personally and i also really enjoyed the storytelling and obviously the icing on the cake was the debut of uh adam copeland
2: adam copeland did in fact make his debut in aw that is going to be our talking point for today's episode before we can get into it matt hardy you know what i gotta ask you to do please hit us with that matt fact
3: matt fact matt always gets comp sweets when he's in and out
1: seeking the truth never gets old
2: do tell that seems like quite the advantage
3: uh yeah it's you know if we're away at like a, a pay-per-view which is nice if you would get comp to suite you know then when you're there for like four days you know four nights uh that would be the perfect time to get comp to suite but that never happens i got one last night and that's what was the uh motivation behind this matt fact because i walked in to my hotel and they said oh, okay we're here uh we ran a little showrooms we're gonna give you this and this is sweet and, and i get a suite. And you know, obviously I'm just in late last night from you know midnight or one a.m. till now. And I'm leaving directly after this podcast and we're driving over to the venue and, and doing this. I, I remember when I went in for a WrestleCon signing in San Antonio before the Royal Rumble. And I was flying in that night. Once again, I got in late, delayed flight. It was about 1:30 when I got to the room. And I had to get up that morning at 8 a.m. And then go to the uh go to the signing and then I went straight to the airport afterwards. I got one of the biggest suites I've ever had ever then. And I've done that, that. That this makes three or four times that I've got in where I didn't get to spend over eight hours in the hotel room and it was a suite. It's just like what what are the odds? It's like a mat fact. I only get comp sweeps, sweeps, uh only get comp suites when I'm in and out of the town.
2: Huh. Well, the last time I got a suite, honestly, was at WrestleCade this past year, and you and I are headed to WrestleCade once again this year, Friday, November 24th. The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy Live is going to be coming to WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You're going to be doing signings. Brother Nero's going to be doing signings. There's going to be a WrestleCade show where there's going to be an open challenge for the Hardy Boys. But on Friday night, you and I will be taking the stage featuring some special guests, including your wife, Rebecca, who we never know what's gonna happen when she gets involved in the equation. Uh, it gonna be a great night. You can get your tickets at WrestleCade.com. Why should people come on out to this live show, Matt? Uh,
3: it's it's gonna be great. I mean, that, we're, we're in hardy country and I'm very excited to be in my backyard. And I was the guy that, they tell me, the WrestleCade people, they tell me they built WrestleCade off my back. So I take a lot of pride in WrestleCade and I'm very excited to be out there. I'm very excited. You're going to be down. We're going to be doing a live Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. They're always a blast. We're going to have some very special guests. And it's just going to be a great, great, great time. And also this whole weekend is going to be very important because Jeff is actually wrestling. And he doesn't even do that now. He doesn't do any indie dates. He got a very special offer. And he is wrestling at WrestleCade. So we're going to be having a match. And... Uh, you need to stay tuned to the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy because myself and John, as the weeks go on, we'll be releasing more and more info about who our guests are going to be or who the match is going to be against and it's and happening. And also, this is breaking news right now. Jeff is also going to be doing a concert directly yep. after our wrestling match. So that's very exciting.
2: Yes, I was just going to throw that out there. Very excited to see Jeff doing a concert. I I, t- I was playing our podcast theme on my guitar the other day. I was like, man, I'd love to play this with Brother Nero live because now we get to see him do his thing. I know music is a huge passion of his. So go check out his show as well. Get your tickets, WrestleCade.com. We would love to see you at this live show. We've got rave reviews for our live events. I think we give one of the best fan experiences for our live shows. They are extremely interactive. There will be Q and a opportunities and we will record it as well. So you'll be part of our live recording and we would love to have you guys out there for this wrestlecade.com Friday, November 24th, come for the whole weekend and have a great time meeting us and all the fantastic talent that will be at wrestlecade. (sighs) Adam Copeland, he is in a W It's finally happened hell froze over edge makes the jump here 25 years in wwe and he is now in aew christian cage who is in just another level of his career right now he got some help from nick wayne beats darby allen they're tearing the ring up stings trying to make the save he's unable to they're about to end his career and all of a sudden the right at our superstar Adam Copeland makes his debut, metalingus and all, gets his old theme, comes back, chases off the heels. Pretty fantastic moment, Matt. I know I just said a whole lot of words there, but as you're watching it unfold, what's running through your head?
3: Uh, I mean, it was... I I anticipated him showing up. And and one thing that I love to do now is like, uh, I would like to go back and re-listen to the initial time we talked about that maybe Adam will Adam Copeland jump to AEW? And then we talked about his deal ending. You know, there's been a couple of times where we've acknowledged this. And I know there were a lot of people like, are you kidding me? He's never going to leave WWE. He's a lifer. He's been there 25 years. Unlike you guys, he's loyal. But you know, this isn't like a loyalty thing. uh, Because like anybody out there that goes to work, has a regular occupation, has a job. If you can go somewhere and get a better schedule, if you can go somewhere and get a better pay, if you feel like you're, more creatively happy somewhere else it's okay to leave and go to another job especially if it's in the same profession i mean and that at the end of the day that's what pro wrestling is it is a profession it is a job you know it's uh not show friends it's a show business and it really is a business and i, I think adam just made a very smart move and i think he's going to be utilized greatly here he's going to be a very important piece of aw going forward and I, i'm excited to see it
2: Now we are talking all about Adam Copeland's AEW debut in this episode of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. And so many of you who are listening to this were probably lucky enough to be there in person in Seattle. And others may have decided to skip out. Don't be left on the outside looking in. Make that last-minute decision and pick up your tickets using the Game Time app. Through the extreme life of Mad Hardy, all you got to do is download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Hardy for $20 off your first purchase in tickets. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next big event. And GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sporting events, music events, comedy, theater, and yes, even pro wrestling events near you with killer last-minute deals all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. You know that game time is taking the guesswork out of buying tickets. I've used this service so many times since they joined us. You may recall just a few weeks ago, I got last minute Yankee tickets literally the day before for $1. fifty because of game time. These are the type of deals we want to help give you. You can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive at the stadium or the arena. All-in prices show your total upfront so there's no more hidden fees, nothing getting tacked on when you think you got this great deal. What you see is what you get, and you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code HARDY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code HARDY, H-A-R-D-Y, for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. It's just putting it into the regular perspective of day-to-day life. If you were working a job, where you felt you had accomplished everything you wanted to accomplish there, or if you were unhappy, or if you've got an opportunity that paid more, whatever the circumstance may be, not saying that that's what was Adam's case in particular, but I'm saying in your everyday life, as an electrician or working at a retail store or whatever, you would do what you feel is best for you, right? I think that translates to this as well.
3: I mean, basically, if, if you worked at circuit city for 25 years, and then you left to go to to Best Buy and work there and you got a better schedule, you're going to be utilized better, you get to be a manager now and you know you're going to make a little bit more money. I mean, it's not really a reason there's no reason to be mad at someone for doing that. You know, that's what that's where the tribalism comes in in pro wrestling, right? You know, people are really proud of like I love WWE or I love AEW and we do love that. We appreciate that you love those places, but just remember these people that are seen as these larger in life characters that are, you know, in a ring being slammed on wooden steel you know, for your entertainment, they are people that are also out making a living. This is their occupation at the end of the day. And I think he was just uh, doing what he thought was best for him. You know, Just because you leave Circuit City and you go to Best Buy, there's no reason to hate on someone, especially if they're getting a better opportunity.
2: And that doesn't mean that he hates Circuit City, right?
3: No, not at all.
2: Probably had a lot of hate on Circuit City.
3: Yeah, I love Circuit City. You strike me as more of a whiz I mean. guy. <laughs> a miss circuit city. A whiz.
2: The whiz. Nobody beats the whiz.
3: There you have it. Okay. There you have
2: it. The whiz. Uh, that might have been more of a New York City tri state area thing, but I'm sure back it, when you it, traveled, it,
3: it, 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 it definitely is. Yeah.
2: But I'm sure when you traveled back in the day, you probably saw
3: some whiz ads. Okay. I'm, I'm sure I did. Well, once again, uh, it's, a, it's like Home Depot and Lowe's. Yeah. Both of those, those are both in the tri state, right?
2: Oh, yeah. You know what
3: they're uh, you know, they're 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 basically at the end of the day, they're the same thing. They both fall into a certain profession. And you know, if you go from one to the other just because you get a better opportunity, or you know, there's there's strong reasoning behind it, it enhances your life and it makes you happy and you feel good about it, go for it, man. You know, that, that's I, I what that's it. what per- and, and I also gotta say these times like Jade Cargill leaving AW and going to WB. And then Adam Copeland leaving WWE and going to AW. This shit is great, man. As yeah. a wrestling fan, you should love this. It's exciting. You, it, it makes you feel like anyone can jump and 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 you, it it's just to put someone in this new universe. It's like you know taking Superman and putting him into the Marvel universe for a minute, or taking Spider Man and putting him into the DC universe. I mean, you get all these new matchups. You get encounters you've never seen before, and and I love that. It's that is one of the things that made me a huge wrestling fan when I was young. When you would see big jumps, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this guy came here from WCW." And then, you know, Lex Luger showing up at the first Nitro—that was a huge deal. You know, especially after being on a WWE house show just a a day before or whatever the the deal was. You know, those things are exciting. It's a very, very exciting time to be a wrestling fan right now. I think you're going to look back at this period of pro wrestling and and you're going to go, "Oh my god, wrestling was fucking badass in 2023." I think people are going to say that five years down the road from now. You know, it's going to be looked at a lot greater the further away we get from it. I agree
2: with you. It's good. It's healthy for the industry. It's healthy for the talent. I I saw in the discourse a lot of people, one of the things that disappointed them the most, and I want your reaction to it, was that Adam had been vocal, and this is truthful. He had been vocal in saying that he had felt like he wanted to maybe retire in Toronto in a WWE ring and that he didn't feel like his body had... A whole lot left to give him anymore, and that if he got a chance to go out in Toronto, he would probably do that. And as we know, that's not what is happening here. Tony Khan said this is a deal where it's a full time contract, he's going to be at Dynamite every single week, so you'll be seeing him wrestle frequently. He made it clear that he has a lot more that he has to accomplish, but he did then go on to say that he felt like his match with Sheamus in Toronto. Was kind of the retirement of the edge character, if you will. What do you make of all that? Because there were some fans who were a little disappointed by that.
3: I I mean, it doesn't bother me, and and a lot of it is respective. I mean, I, I love WWE, and I will always be grateful. To WWE because without WWE I wouldn't be who I am now I wouldn't have the quality of life that I have now I wouldn't be an AAW if it wasn't for WWE I, you know WWE gave me all the opportunities in the world and the same thing goes for Vince McMahon you know there's probably a lot of things uh, about Vince McMahon that I might not see eye to eye with you know as far as the some of his personal actions and whatnot but I will always be grateful to Vince McMahon I will always respect Vince McMahon and I will never say like negative bad things about Vince McMahon because. I owe him without him. I, I wouldn't have this great life that I have now. So I'm very appreciative of that. And a hundred percent Adam feels the exact same way. I, I know he does. And I think just if you feel like you can only go so far in, in one area, you know, to leave and go to a W and have another opportunity, you have all these new opponents, you're automatically fresh and you see one of your best friends in Christian cage, having the time of his life, having this amazing run. I mean, that, that's that's very attractive. I mean, I understand why he came. And even saying that, I mean, I think if something didn't work out with AEW, I think Adam would have been happy going at home and living in the mountains with his wife and kids because he's big on family now. That's what we talk about more than anything else whenever we talk nowadays, you know, wife and kids. So I, I, I think Adam legitimately would have been fine if he didn't wrestle anymore. But I think the, A, the opportunity at AEW uh, came up And things worked out, and he ended up being happy with it, and you know, he went for it. And you can't hate on him for doing that, man. I mean, he's just trying to, once again, better his life and just be happy and do what he loves. Once again, myself, Jeff, Christian, Edge, we're all guys who grew up as huge wrestling fans. This was our passion. This is what we wanted to do. We busted our ass. We clawed and scratched and and kicked and did everything we can to become pro wrestlers. And if we can do it and you know, still feel good about what we're doing, then I think we want to do it as long as we can. All of us do. Because it's truly our passion. It doesn't feel like you're going to work. It doesn't feel like a job. I mean, you're you're literally clocking in and you're enjoying what you're doing. Sure, travel's tough, work's tough. It's tough on your body once you get old and you have decades of mileage on you. But still, man, at the end of the day, it's our passion and we love doing this shit. And that's why we all still do it.
2: And on top of that, I feel people reserve the right to change their minds with circumstances. Circumstances change over time. You can go into something thinking, oh, this is how it's gonna play out. And we let it play out here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. And sometimes things don't play out as you expect them to. And then you have to adapt to the changes and roll with the punches and maybe new opportunities come up as a result. I never would have thought that I would have been back in the TV realm, quite frankly, the traditional TV realm but an opportunity came about as a result of these podcasts that I do. And all of a sudden I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna take advantage of that. That's mm-hmm. just something that comes with life, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, that, that's what life is. I mean, life, life is a journey and you never know what's around the next turn or around the next corner. And it can be something good, it can be something bad. You gotta be ready for it. Life is a very unpredictable ride. And you know I, I'm just so lucky that I've been able to live this life I've had. I'm so lucky to be as healthy as I am now and still able to do something that I truly love, that is my passion. And I, I mean, I know that's just how Adam feels and I'm sure he is just overwhelmed with joy to have this new start. And it's something different for him because he's never been out of Alexandria. I'm gonna use that term again, you know, he's a WWE lifer and, and it's great when you come to AW because there's things that are little and, and different and, and just things that are easier in, in, in different ways. I think that's going to be very, very enjoyable for him. I think he's going to really, really dig that.
2: Yeah, and I didn't take this jump from him as a slight to WWE at all. Because I think, honestly, it went both ways. I don't think WWE had any more substantial plans for him. What really was there left for him to do in WWE? One more championship run? I mean, maybe right. you could say that, but guess what? He wasn't going to be ro- beating Roman Reigns anytime soon. There was no reason for that to happen. He already had like a year-long program with Seth Rollins. So what else was there to do? We have this luxury now where there is another major creative outlet in AEW where he can present, I think he said in his press conference, right off the bat in five minutes of thinking he had 14 matches that he wanted to have.
3: Right. I mean, it opens up a lot of new possibilities, and it gives so much more life to a wrestling character. Being able to switch sure. companies, especially once they've built up all this talent over years, you know. And what is tonight? It's like uh, we're celebrating what this is—the f- fifth year, fourth year. What is it? Where we at with AEW? It's t- tonight's dynamite is a special 2019 dynamite. Twenty
2: nineteen was the debut.
3: It's it's four four years, right? Mm-hmm. Wild wow, man, wild, wild, yeah. wild. Four years of AEW. You know, look what they've done. They they have they've covered a lot of territory over yeah. that very short four years.
2: Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. It's incredible growth. But I I, I want to go back a little bit here to the Edge mm-hmm. character, and we'll talk yes. about his AEW future and some of the matches that exist in that realm in just a couple minutes here. But I want to put a bow tie on the legacy of the Edge character. Because Mm -hmm. I said this to you when we had our episode about Edge, which is available in our archives, ExtremeHardy.com, about a month and a half, two months ago. I think a lot of people underestimate how impactful Edge was on today's current generation of wrestlers. There are so many wrestlers under 30. If you walk into a locker room and you ask them who their Mount Rushmore is, a lot of them are going to have Adam Copeland on it. Why do you think the Edge character was so impactful
3: on people? I mean, it it, it definitely was. I mean, I think to begin with, we all had a great start whenever we worked together and we created the whole TLC phenomenon, right? Let me see. There you go. As Kelly said, both he and WWE outgrew each other. That's a a great comment. And I I do, I, I do agree with that. And it was just time to move on, time for something new, something fresh. But I think when once the whole TLC phenomenon started, I think you have the Hardys, you have Edge and Christian, you have these guys who are working different style, and you have Edge, this guy who looks different. He looks very unique. He's a great speaker. He's very charismatic. And then once you get into his own, you know, his own single career, he really starts changing a lot of things. Once he starts doing the Radar Superstar, uh, some of the programs we had together, obviously legendary. I hear about those things all the time. He. he went to John C- went to a program with John Cena and he became champion and he he was just different because he was a different, he was a very trailblazing character in many, many ways. And there's young guys now that look back and they go, well, he was a guy who, who did something different and he was able to obtain the highest levels of success in WWE in the biggest company in history. And I think they look at that as motivational because he's originally a guy that was, you know, not your typical wrestler. When we all broke into the business, Nobody wanted to be, uh, you know, n- nobody was typically a 200 and change pound guy that came off the top rope, was a high flyer or, you know, wrestled a very exciting match. You know, guys were like big lumbering giants who were 350, 360. And that's kind of what pro wrestling was, especially in WWE back in the day. It was much more bigger guys. That's why the ring was so damn so damn hard. Eventually, they softened up a little bit once he broke through, we had all our stuff, the TLC stuff, Edge and Christian got a huge, he went out on his own, he became a a very inspirational beacon of light to young guys, like this is a smaller guy who kind of broke through walls, he broke glass ceilings, and he became his own character, and he achieved every single level of success in WWE, he he did everything you could possibly do there. And that will always be his legacy, that he was a barrier breaker.
2: I know you had worked with him and trained with him for years prior to your actual feud in WWE. But did you learn anything about him as a performer during your feud?
3: Uh, <clears throat> he, he, he was very good. He was uh, in past tense. I mean, he is very good at like listening to a crowd, you know, and changing things on the fly. And I feel like a lot more guys that kind of came up in our era were, and i feel like he was really gifted with that and I, I feel like he's really gifted in the aspect of storytelling i think when he's telling a story he puts very good detailed thought into it and i think that's something that maybe is you know maybe he is underappreciated for i, I think his fine detail in storytelling is one of his greatest strengths
2: the fact that you have that combined with jay christian yeah. i think many people look at as one of the smartest wrestling minds of his era too. Were they two of the smartest people you've ever been in the ring with together?
3: I mean, yes, they they were both great. uh, You know, we would always make this joke, you know, whenever we're having the TLC phenomenons, you know, if you Mm -hmm. wanted to know what Matt and Jeff are going to do, go talk to Matt. If you want to know what the Dudleys are going to do, go talk to Bubba. But if you want to know what, Ed and Christian were going to do, you could go talk to either one, you know, because they were both on the same page. You know, there was very much specifically like a kind of like a psychology leader in my team and in the Dudleys, you know. But when it came to Adam and Jay, they were both on the same level, you know, when it came to figuring out what they're going to be doing. And, and, and they treated one another like that as well.
2: Yeah, I think that's what makes them truly one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And it's remarkable because... In the grand scheme of things, they really were only a tag team for about three, three and a half years, and you put that into perspective as to what their legacy is as a tag team and how people look at them. Yeah, I think that's a hell of true. a statement for what they were able to accomplish. No.
3: Yes, very much so. Amazing, it really is. and, it and amazing. it's one of those things. Once again, I mean, I was the architect of the Hardy Boys. Jeff is the rock star. You know, Bubba was the architect of the Dudleys. And uh, they were both architects of the team. They were both genius and both brilliant in wrestling psychology and also character work. So yeah, they had they had double architects on their team. E and C. Yeah,
2: and for him to have the run that he had for so long in WWE and maintain his position for as long as he did to go away for nine years, then come back and reclaim the throne, I just feel like the character arc of Edge had been told that sometimes characters. That, that that's it. You get a beginning, a middle, and an end. There it yeah, is. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a zombie now.
1: A zombie. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh. What is is signal that has enhanced and brought out my broken brilliance? How how John, you good? you there? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Well, what's up?
2: My skin's not boiling. I don't feel anything coursing through my veins, but it seems like you just had another deity appear here.
3: Oh, I didn't even realize that. Mm. This podcast became been, broken for a hot second. I must have been sleep breaking.
2: Mm. Let's see. Well, are you feeling any extra 5G right now? I feel good. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i good. Okay. I'm just peachy. Peachy keen. Just, just making sure. Just making sure. Okay. Um, so anyway, I was saying, <laughs> characters in all forms of media have arcs. They have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could have done much else with the edge character, and it's okay to say, hey, this is the end. At least that's how I look at it. Not everybody gets that opportunity in wrestling, Matt.
3: Uh, very true. I mean, what what a career! And and one of the things that I am very happy for. You know, he had to retire prematurely. You know, back in 20, 2011, if, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, for him to sit out all, all that time with this neck injury, that they thought he would never return from, and for him to be able to have the opportunity to come back and wrestle on the highest level. On the biggest platform possible it's just great man you know and it's just that was very happy for him super happy when christian had the opportunity to come back as well you know just it, it, i i love to see that man those are those are the stories that that i live for those are the stories that are motivating and inspiring to me and i love to see it especially when you have good guys that get that opportunity to do what they love and fulfill their passion and, and i i i agree with you i i think he really did do everything he could i mean he really fulfilled the whole edge uh you know story arc and i think him coming to aaw once again it just starts fresh and we have a new era of adam copeland and it's going to be really fun and exciting to watch
2: so what does that new era of adam copeland look like to you
3: well i'm i'm really curious first and foremost how he puts a different spin on whatever his personality is now and i'm sure he will i'm sure there'll be a little bit of a different spin on the rated R Superstar. And I'm sure he'll incorporate, I'm sure he'll embrace a lot of his authenticity, you know, and he'll put that into his storytelling and into his work. And I'm sure things are going to look a little bit different. You know, you're always going to see bits and pieces of of edge because that's, you know, that's who he is. And he will always be that. That will always be incorporated into his act. But I think he's going to do some new stuff. I think he's going to try uh some some er- some original some original content when it comes to this Adam Copeland character. Because, you know, people know his name's Adam Copeland, uh, especially the diehards that are probably watching this online or definitely stay in tune with our our podcast. But, I mean, now this is the era of Adam Copeland. And I almost feel like he'll probably be a lot closer to him as a human being outside the ring, as opposed to Edge kind of being, you know, uh, a character turned up to 20.
2: So who is Adam Copeland then?
3: I think Adam Copeland, at the end of the day, is going to be a guy who, much like me, and I said Jeff, is going to embrace his authenticity, where he is someone who wanted to do this since he was a small child, and he had the opportunity to do this. He's overcome many obstacles in his career, and he's gotten to this place where he is a living legend, and I think you're going to see a man who is motivated as a living legend to have one last run and be on top, and I think that's the story we're probably going to tell here in AEW.
2: So, the seasons are a change and the weather is turning, and you know that sometimes your body's just not feeling up to it. Well, thankfully, with our friends over at AG1s, you know that you're going to be putting the absolute best stuff in your body to be feeling great. Every single day, it's the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. And I'm drinking AG1 every single day. Matt Hardy's drinking AG1 every single day because we're tired of taking all these different supplements and want a single solution that supports our entire body health and covers our nutritional bases every day. You know I'm on that gut watch. I'm always talking about that here on The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. We know a little dad bod goes a long way for some people, and that's cool. But I do want to look good, and I want to feel good, and I don't want to worry about carrying around all these different multivitamins and fat burners and supplements. I want something that is all in one AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. It's science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients are going to help you out and raise the standard for quality in the supplement category. AG1 is a great bang for your buck as it replaces a lot of other supplements like those daily multivitamins, the minerals, the pre and probiotics for your gut health, the adaptogens, your green blends, literally all in one scoop of Powder. It's one daily serving giving you the comprehensive foundational nutrition you're going to need supporting energy, focus, strength, clarity with 75 high-quality vitamins, probiotics, and whole food-sourced ingredients. We want to help you out here at the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. If you're looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1 now and get five Cinco, five Cinco, five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash hardy that's drinkag1.com forward slash hardy check it out he has these opportunities to work with all these different people that he's never had an opportunity to work with he has an opportunity to return to work with people that he hasn't worked with in some time and i think that is what really finds it intriguing and i want to up some of those matchups with you and i'll start with josh fields who is one of the top guys in the chat he says, give me all the dream matches kenny mox ricky starks orange Cassidy. hell give me adam versus okada at forbidden door he even says i mean we can run through some of these guys here matt kenny mox starks cassidy okada certainly all of them feel like they could present a match with adam copeland that we haven't seen in some time from him
3: yeah i mean adam versus kenny incredible. Adam versus MJF. Let's think about that too. That'd be a hell of a match. Him versus Mox, him versus Ricky Starks. That would be great as well. I mean, there there are so many fresh matches and programs for him to do here at AEW. And I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to elevate everyone. I really think it's going to elevate everyone around him.
2: He did say that a match with Okada at the Tokyo Dome would be something that would be a dream for him. Mm. Why do you think knowing him as well as you do. And this is I'm not asking for mm-hmm. words in his mouth or anything. But you've known him for nearly 30 years now and at a very yep. intimate level. Why do you think wrestling in Japan on a stage like that would be so meaningful for him?
3: I, I just I feel like that's on everyone's bucket list. You know, I, I think it's very cool when we got the opportunity to go with WWE to wrestle in Japan. You know, we would go to Rivera's, you know, we would get the jacket, we would do all that. And that was a big deal. Because you, you just you hear these legendary stories of people going to Japan and and just Japanese wrestling in the scene. And Japan is such an intriguing, interesting place and country and such an interesting culture, right? So it's great to get to do that. But now I think people really want that genuine Japan experience where you go to New Japan and you wrestle like their top guy who has been on top for many years and, and a guy who is a living legend in Japanese wrestling. And I, I think that's something that some you know people – always think about doing especially at the end of the day now more than ever it's like the japan experience is also something people want to cross off their bucket list and not just wrestling there in another company like wrestling a top star in new japan pro wrestling for new japan pro wrestling
2: give me someone in aew that you think would benefit greatly from working with adam copeland that doesn't mean they're doing poorly on their own or anything but who's someone who would benefit from working with him whether it's in alliance with him or against him even
3: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, 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 very good question. I think, I, I mean, the, the first people that come to my mind are just younger talents that continue to, to, you know, can, can you seasoning and work with different people with different styles? I'd say like Darby Allen, I'd say Sammy Guevara. Uh, I would say Jack Perry. And I even think MJF, I, I think MJF would be so into a program with Adam Copeland, and I, I think his creativity would be, you know, off the chart when it comes to doing stuff with Adam Copeland. Uh, you know, their their promo interactions would be amazing. I think their matches would be amazing. You know, those younger guys that are like AW originals, I think those guys would benefit the most being in the ring with Adam Copeland.
2: Yeah, I think MJF would be matched. With wrestling IQ with a guy like Adam Copeland. Because I think MJF has tremendous wrestling IQ and his instinct mm-hmm. is really just exceptional. It's second to none, quite frankly. And I think mm-hmm. being in the ring with someone who has the not just skill set, but the wear that Adam Copeland has and the ability to read crowds, which is something that Max is also fantastic at, and, and challenging him would be. Right. Really, really, really special in helping elevate a guy like him. I, I agree. I think all your points are really good there. Uh, we got Alex asking, and th- th- we can piggyback into this into a greater discussion, but he says, what if we saw the brood Adam Copeland and Christian Cage team up with the Broken Brothers, Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero, maybe in a program with Daddy Ass and the Acclaimed of the Guns, he says.
3: Uh, I'll tell you what, it would be wild to see a uh... – the brood alumni all come out together to see you know edge or adam copeland christian cage matt hardy jeff hardy come out and then be joined by gang what about the the, the uh, us four versus uh the uh, bang bang gang It'd be a hell of a matchup
2: well especially you know if we could get billy gunn involved because he's the most athletic performer in the history of professional wrestling and you could see how he would match up at this age with uh you guys and i didn't even give it a shout we, we totally got a i know you were head over heels happy with how your match with the acclaimed came off live and on tv i go ahead chat about it because i didn't tee you up at the beginning of the podcast about it but i know that the moment where the crowd was chanting delete versus suck it was a, a pretty meaningful moment for you
3: yeah yeah that, that was cool and there was I, I put a couple cool clips online uh someone put a clip of Me versus Billy Gunn circling in 1996 when he was Billy Gunn of the Smoking Guns. And then a picture of badass Billy Gunn when he was in DX in 99. And then we started to walk in each other, lock up. And then they actually put us together physically locking up in 2023, which was pretty cool. And just the fact that we have been wrestling one another for that long, almost three decades is insane. It's crazy. But yeah, we, we literally... Whenever we talked about it, that myself and Billy, we'd get into the ring at one time, and we were even talking about, like, let's just kind of Shakespeare. Let's see how the crowd is and what they deliver. We really didn't even call what we were going to do. We just kind of started going, and we were going to base off the crowd. And I was really happy because we were, you know, like two hours, two two and two and a half, two hours, 45 minutes into the show. And the fact that the crowd was chanting, delete and suck it, really made my day. I, I love that. And just, it makes it easy for all of us, you know. So it was very, very enjoyable. And... It was great working with the Acclaim. I love both those guys. It was very cool at the end. Anthony Bowens pulled us aside and said, I just want you guys to know, like I grew up watching you guys. It was really cool to be in the ring with you. And, you know, thanks for, you know, just allowing me to have a great time out there. It was so much fun and, and what a pleasure. And, you know, that's something we hear a lot. But I, I, I have lots of respect for Anthony Bowen too. I, I really appreciate the way he represents himself and he represents his community. And he's just a great guy through and through and through and through. And I'm so happy the Acclaim the Acclaim have achieved the success that they currently have.
2: If given the opportunity to scissor the acclaimed, would you scissor them?
3: Of course, we already have. We've done that. We've done that a couple of times, like, off camera. I think, you know, you might get a rogue shot where someone was filming in the crowd, a fan cam or whatever. But, yeah, we're we're always down to, to scissor the acclaimed and daddy-ass.
2: Dude, I was at a wedding this past week. Shocker, right? I was at a wedding this past week, and someone, wrestling really? fan, comes up. I know. A friend of mine who's a wrestling fan, John Wagner, comes up to me. He just goes... Come on, give it to me. <laughs> because us yeah. wrestling fans are totally normal. and We know we just go in public and just hold out the scissors and someone's going <laughs> to wiggle their fingers around with you. It's, it is a yeah. unique community that we have no doubt about that. Well, we can piggyback off that question from Alex into what I think a lot of people want to hear us talk about on this episode of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, and that is the idea of one more match between the Hardys and Adam and Christian. Clearly, Matt, a long way to go before we ever see a reunion between Adam and Christian. But I don't think it's too far-fetched to suggest that we'll see it at some point in AEW. I mean, what are the odds here that we could see one more match between the Hardys and Adam and Christian?
3: I mean, uh, I pretty much feel that is inevitable when you say that but like you said we're a long ways away i mean you have to remember edge is such a huge deal on his own i I still think that adam copeland and christian cage still have a lot of stuff to do on their own and i think down the road they obviously will reunite they'll reconcile they'll figure out one things you know they'll figure out things one way or the other and they will be back together and I, i just think that is uh inevitable to eventually have an edge and christian versus matt jeff match i mean that will happen and it's one of those things i think because we're not going to do the 1999 no mercy louder match you know whenever we do have this match i think we can still have a great match we can still go out we can have a have a killer match it can be super entertaining and it's gonna be fun and there'll be a lot of nostalgia involved but i think we can still do it on a level high enough in 2023, 2024, whatever, whatever year it is, you know, in the, in the future that is still going to be a great match. But I think where the money is, the most intriguing thing about having Matt, Jeff, Christian and Edge are the interactions between the characters, because, because these are characters that have known each other for nearly three decades now. So that's where the money is. I think the interactions and the characters. And eventually I think we will pay it off with, you know, with the tech team match.
2: Yeah, that was actually something that I talked about online too anyone who doesn't see how freaking cool it is that Mm -hmm. we are getting this final chapter of this story unexpectedly getting this chapter of this story that started 25 years ago between with adam and christian and then eventually evolving into the hardys and the dudleys like we're going to see a conclusion to that at some point yeah that to me is One of the most amazing surprises that and and gifts that we could be given in wrestling that no one would have ever seen coming. How grateful are you for the opportunity to not just have that match, but be here in the twilight of your guys in ring careers, reunited again and having an opportunity to work with one another?
3: I am very grateful. And I, I just think it's badass. I think it is so badass that all four members of the first ever tag team ladder match that really put us all on the map, which took us from being wrestlers to superstars, that we are back under the same roof, you know, at AEW. I, I just think it's so badass and and I am grateful and, I, and I'm very happy because on top of our long storied history, how we both kind of made each other, our careers paralleled, especially those next few years when we were both tag teams and, you know, like we were the probably the main tag team feud in WWE for those, you know, two, three years they were together. You know, we continue to work on and off, on and off. Uh, I I just think the fact that we're all back together and it's all dudes that I like, everybody. I like Jeff, my brother, I like Adam, I like Jay. We all get along so great and we're just all very happy and we're all very grateful to still be able to do this. The fact that we're all under one roof and we just get to interact and see each other and it's kind of like, you know, you're not just, you know, there with someone that is a respected competitor in the ring, you're like, at work with friends, you know, and friends you've had for a long time. So, yeah, I, I just think it's badass, man.
2: I just hate that people get so caught up in the semantics of the tribalism where. They are overlooking the fact that this shouldn't even be happening. Both Adam and Christian's careers were over. They were done and they were yep. ripped away from them far too early. And somehow, some way both got cleared both find their way into the same company at the same time, the bonus, the cherry on top, is that you guys are in said company where you're still actively performing. How could you get yourself so twisted to care about stupid tribalism semantics when you have these amazing things in front of you? You always got to appreciate greatness when it's in front of you. And I just hope some fans, Matt, come around at some point and put all this petty stuff behind them and just enjoy the opportunity that they're getting
3: yeah i mean i i I would too i mean but with that same statement being said and i totally agree with what you said john i mean just people are really behind their brands when you have someone that is a diehard WWE fan when you have someone that is a diehard aw fan sometimes logic is thrown out the window and they just want to like cheer on their brand and if you go against the brand then you know they're upset whatever and i mean I, I i guess i get that but in the big scheme of things it's way too often that we only give people their flowers and they just deserves when they're gone i would love to see people do it in the present Absolutely. i mean th- the fact that the hardys and ENC are back together under one roof that is something to rejoice about that is something to say like man this is really cool I'm happy for these guys. Let's remember all the great memories and and let's remember all the groundbreaking. These four did for us, you know. And I, and I would like for them to do that. And I know that's an unrealistic expectation because there are going to be people that are going to go to war, you know, for their brand for their tribalism. But it is what it is. Like, uh, let's just try, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and laddies. Let's try to give people their just deserves. Let's try and give people the credit they have earned and the respect they have earned over their years of sacrifice and over their years of entertainment, while they are here alive and healthy. Let's try and do it.
2: When that match eventually happens, because it will happen, when it eventually happens, there are so few matches at this point for me, Matt. I mean, I watch so much pro wrestling. I consume so much of it. There's very few matches at this point that I'm like, I got to be in person for that. I can't see any way that I'm not in person for to see you guys square up again because for me, that is the culmination of one of the most critical elements of me falling in love with this art, with me having the career in this field, getting to do this show with you. When I first met in person with you at that Chipotle in Orlando two plus years ago, I sat down and I told you how influential just your stuff with Edge and Christian specifically were to me in becoming the fan that I became. That's a match that I need to be there in person for because it won't just feel like a ending of a chapter in wrestling. I know that I speak on behalf of thousands of wrestling fans around the globe that that will be like the end of an era Yes. of our fandom. And that's so yeah. significant. How does it feel to have that historical importance in the back of your mind as you embark on this last chapter here.
3: I mean, it's, it's overwhelming in a lot of ways, but you're right. It is the end of an era. And it's almost like, I feel like once that match happens and I know I've said this over and over, people ask me like, what would be your last match? And I've said that match, like we're the guys who really helped each other's careers take off. And I feel like we ran this parallel course of like superstardom and like you know, breaking barriers. And I feel like those are the two guys I would love to have my last match with because we started see. with them and I can see it ending with them. So, so yeah, it I, 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 it's, it's an overwhelming thing and it's a big deal. And uh, it would be a great way to go out. Are you saying, are you going to ask me, do I think that would be my last match? I don't know. I mean, it depends on how of everything course. is situated. I mean, it's, 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 it's a big deal, but that, that is definitely a match that I think would be something that could kind of tie everything up and put a bow on my career as well.
2: Right, I mean, if anything, just to beat the living crap out of CLP, right? Yeah,
3: couldn't happen to a better guy.
2: Jeff is there right now with you?
3: Yeah, Jeff just came back in, got a little sweat on.
2: Jeff, how much of a punchable face does Christian Cage have? Do you
3: hear that? Oh, oh, very uh, mega punchable. (laughs)
2: Mega punch. Mega
3: punch.
2: <laughs> just, uh, what, you might even say you want to put a blue dot over it. Just uh, hypothetically <laughs> speaking there. Uh, I just needed to check. Need to make sure that you you and your brother share the same sentiments as far as Christian Cage yeah, yeah. is concerned. Anything else you want to add here on, on Adam Copeland coming into AW? There's going to be so many times we're going to get to revisit this topic, I'm <clears> sure, <throat> over the next yeah. couple years. But... Uh, For sure. It's, it's an amazing an event that was what a moment, right? Just to see that moment of all those fans yeah. losing their minds and a legend coming yeah. in.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be really exciting. It's gonna give a much needed boost to AW, which is great, especially the fact that he's just he's in, he's new, he's very fresh here. He has so many fresh opponents. I'm excited to leave here and go to the venue today uh just to kind of see how things are going to play out tonight you know we're on the west coast so we're starting earlier today and we got to go get our stuff done and get out as we're catching that red eye flight. uh red eye flight back to the hardy compound to hang out with our kiddos but yeah i'm really excited about today like as a fan just to see how they utilize adam what he says what are going to be the new twist on his character what is going to be the uh you know, unique stance on his persona, how's he going to play it. I- I'm-, I'm really interested, and I'm looking forward to just sitting back as a fan and enjoying that. And on top of that, it's just going to be great to to see those guys again.
2: I can't wait to hear all the stories about the reunion that's going to go on. Did you have any clue that it was going to happen?
3: I-, I mean, slight clues, but I did not know. I- until he yeah. came out, I did not officially know if he was going to be there or not. So
2: you think you knew him, but you didn't.
3: Nah. I guess that's what Beth Phoenix said.
2: So they say Beth says Phoenix. the net. Says the net. Says the net. Good stuff, man. Excited for you guys. Excited for AEW to have Adam Copeland come in and see some of these dream matches that are on the table with him. I think it's going to be a great run that he's going to have and it's going to be a good time for fans. Enjoy it, guys. Enjoy these opportunities yes. to see these talents in potentially their final form. It's going to be really fantastic and yeah, exciting times ahead here in the pro wrestling world.
3: <sighs> yes,
2: enjoy Another
3: week in the book. I mean, what what you said there, John, could, it, it, it's so true, so true, guys. Just enjoy it. It's a really unique time in AEW, really unique time in WWE. Just enjoy it. You've got a guy who thought he wasn't going to be able to wrestle again in 2011. And now he is back. Now he's in a new company. He's doing a new gig. Enjoy it, guys. Especially those guys who grew up with Edge and Christian, being big fans. Enjoy both of those guys because they're both doing great work right now.
2: And remember, if they do an Adam and Christian versus Matt and Jeff match eventually, and if it's the absolute drizzling shits, blame Matt Hardy because
3: he can take the heat. Give me (laughs) the heat. I want the heat. I like the heat.
2: We – We want the heat and we want you part of our show here at the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Make sure you head on over to advertisewithhardy.com. Promote your business to the extreme by getting it out in front of thousands of listeners and viewers every single week. And make sure you're subscribed to the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy at extremehardy.com and adfreeshows.com where you get this fantastic podcast every single week. You can check out our Box of Gimmicks store. We love that baseball tee here as the fall season rolls around. We got that beautiful QR code you see right there at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, that takes you right there. So you can go utilize that. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be on board with us here at the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Anything else you want to add, my friend?
3: No, I'm good, man. Uh, excited for a tonight. Um, I would guess if this is friday and you're watching as soon as this podcast comes out which i hope you're doing and i hope you're giving us that five cinco five cinco five star review uh i would guess myself and jeff are going to be on rampage tonight we're getting ready to kind of enter enter into the next chapter of this story that we're currently telling so you guys stay tuned and uh i don't know maybe i'm on dynamite maybe i'm on rampage i don't know yet but maybe i you're a collider I, maybe I, you're on I, collision. yeah who knows who knows Anything is possible. Anything is possible in the all elite wrestling, brother. You guys, uh, make sure to tune tune in every single uh to every single show every single night. Watch Dynamite, watch Rampage, watch Collision, DBR, whatever. Watch Raw, watch Smackdown, watch Impact, watch Ring of Honor, watch it all. NXT and Dynamite are head to head next week. It's oh, be crazy. yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Yeah, they're loading it be up. Crazy. Xena, they, they, they got Xena, they there. got
2: big. They got Big Match John going down to Orlando. They got Cody going down to Orlando. Yeah,
3: man. Yeah. I love it. It's, a, it's, a, it's a unique time in wrestling, guys. Enjoy. So weird and
2: co- so weird and co- coincidental that that's all happening on that random next Tuesday episode of NXT, huh?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. <laughs> Who would have thought? The words have been spoken. We will see you next week right here
2: on The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy.
1: DELETE!